It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community. On KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Uh, another economic punch to the gut or a kick in the wallet for consumers. Inflation rose to 9.1% in June, a hardship many people haven't felt in 40 plus years. Many are wondering, is this kind of the peak? Is this going to be the beginning of the end? Or are we really just at the end of the beginning of the economic pain? And what does this mean in terms of recession, the economy, and what comes next? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Of course, there's a lot of analysis going on in terms of the numbers that have come out. But we want to get behind the numbers and past the headlines. We have to kind of think again as we look at all of these things. And to help us do that, we got our attention caught by a piece by Jeff Cox, who's the economics editor for CNBC.com. And Jeff joins us on the line. Jeff, thanks for joining us. And, and great insight in getting past just the, the 9.1 number everybody's kind of reacting to. But there's a lot more to it than that. Yeah, there sure is. Um, you know, it uh, Aside from marking the uh, highest rate of inflation since November of 1981. It also indicates that inflation has broadened out. This isn't just about gas prices anymore. It's not just about how much you pay at the supermarket. It's about a whole swath of uh, consumer goods and services um, that almost seemingly are all going up right now. And we saw a huge jump in uh, rent prices over the past month, the biggest increase since the mid-1980s. And also uh, just some, something that, you know, it, it, as, as trivial, seemingly trivial as uh, dental costs, which rose mm. the high, posted the highest one-month gain since uh, that, the Labor Department's been collecting data. So yeah, just a, a, a pernicious problem that's getting worse. Yeah, as, as you look at that, as you broke that down, uh, you pointed out the, uh, the CPI score, which actually takes out really volatile things like food and energy prices. Uh, so that, that core inflation, and you mentioned some of those other things that are driving it. What is it that consumers should be thinking about as they digest some of these numbers? What's it really going to mean sitting around the kitchen table? Well, I think one of the immediate things that we focus on here is we look at how it's going to impact from a policy standpoint. And um, it looks like uh, market pricing today is, is drifting towards a, a really substantial interest rate hike coming again this month after we saw a three-quarter percentage point rate hike in June. Looks like we could be seeing a hike as high as one full percentage point this month. So that's going to up borrowing costs on top of everything else that consumers are dealing with. Of course, uh, from the perspective of what it means to their wallets, uh, real wages, inflation-adjusted wages, are going down. Um, we're down like 3.6%, I think, over the past 12 months. So that's another gut punch. And, um, you know, I think it's just a time for uh, 
consumers to tighten belts, to start looking for uh, substitutions as, as far as goods go. And, um, you know, just, uh, again, we got the message here today that uh, this is a problem that's not going to escape us anytime soon. Yeah, you mentioned that real income. And uh, we've been talking about the fact that this is a, a real challenge from the policy and from the politician's standpoint. While there are things that are going well in terms of, of jobs uh, and some of those economic mm-hmm. indicators, uh, what the people are actually feeling, that real income feeling, uh, just is not congruent with things that uh, President Biden has been trying to tout in terms of some progress, important progress to be sure. But there's such a disconnect between that and the real income effect uh, and what consumers are actually feeling at home. Yeah, I mean, we saw real wages fall 1% just over the past month. So if you kind of extrapolate that out over a full year, you can see what is, you know, what, what that can have. So um, this is a tough time. I think one of the things, I guess, if, if you wanted to look for a silver lining here, you can look at some of the prices, uh, gas Gasoline prices have certainly come off a little bit this month, about close to a 5% drop at the pump. So that helps uh, just kind of things like on the, on the commodities market, like wheat and soybeans and corn, those kind of things. Those prices have come down quite a bit in July since these June numbers came out. So we could see a, a little different reading when uh, when we come back and look at this again next month. But um, I, 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 I wouldn't expect miracles here because some of the things that I talk about, some of those commodities, they really don't make up a whole lot of uh, they don't they don't contribute a lot to, to the your average day to day cost. So it, it, those numbers aren't going to change things a whole lot. But at least it provides maybe a little bit of hope that we catch up to this elusive goal of wanting to see at least inflation peak, if not fall off a cliff. You want to just start to see the rate of price increases start to slow down. So maybe that happens um, as we go through the summer here. Yeah, and then finally one uh, quick thing that you pointed out in your uh, in your piece today, uh, and it was an interesting. I, I loved this view. It was an interesting perspective from the trucking industry. What can we learn mm-hmm. from uh, what's happening in the trucking industry and how this impacts us all? Well, you know, the trucking industry is at the core of so many things that happen in our economy. These are the guys who take goods from point A to point B. And so much of inflation has been uh, triggered by supply chain disruptions, just not being able to get goods to market. Uh, I think we've all kind of heard stories about trucks trying to go to big stores and trying to unload what they have to deliver and not being able to, to get it unloaded because there's not enough workers. And, of course, the industry itself uh, hampered by a shortage of drivers. So the person that I talked to, a guy named Brian Antonellis, he works for uh, runs fleet operations for Fleet Advantage, which is a, a leasing and asset management company for the trucking industry. And um, he's seeing some signs that uh, you know production of trucks, demand for trucks, is starting to amp up a little bit. He's starting to see that um, you know there are some loosening in the supply chains. And uh, he actually made some pretty interesting comments, too, about he doesn't think that this is an issue of anybody trying to gouge the customer. This is just everybody's kind of in the same boat. Everybody's seeing the same costs. Uh, it was, you know, he said for, for a long time, for the last 10, 15 years, the trucking industry has been kind of on, uh, pardon the expression, autopilot kind of a thing in terms of, you know, just budgeting for things. I mean, you know, we're just kind of seeing these 1% to 3% annual increase in costs. It was easy for them. Then, then now they're seeing 10 to 20 percent increases in costs year over year. So it's become much more challenging for them to be able to plan and to be able to uh, adapt to these things. But he said, you know, the, 
they're they're trying to get through it, and um, you know he, he thinks maybe by the end of the year things will start to clear up a little bit. Uh, great insight, uh, Jeff Cox, connecting all the dots. Beautifully done, uh, economics editor for CNBC.com. Jeff, thanks for joining us today. Nice talking to you. Thank you. Uh, some great insight there in terms of how all of these things are so interconnected, and even looking at something like the trucking industry. And again, I go back to this idea that, uh, yes, these things are such a challenge. The the one that I think most Americans are feeling that is front and center is that real income. The fact that the real income fell 1%, it's 3.6% down from a year ago, uh, which just means that you're often running out of money before you run out of month. And for many Americans, that's what this ultimately means in the end. And you can't explain that away with political spin or platitudes. Uh, This is real policy work that needs to get done. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.